What's up, everybody? I'm hyped to be back. This episode is brought to you by World Industries. What's cool with World right now is we have the Flame Boy Lives collection on the online store. And a rad thing is that if you cop any of the apparel, a portion of that goes towards supporting the show. So check all of that out at worldindustries.com. Next, we have The Edge Indoor Skate Park. 30,000 square foot skate park in Taunton, Massachusetts. Pretty central in New England. So if you live in the New England area, we are about a half an hour from Providence. We're an hour from Boston, four hours from New York, and then all the cities in between. We're like right in the middle, you know? Uh, it's my favorite park. It's where I shred with all the homies in the in the winter. And we throw our All I Need contest, the New England Am. We're going to have our third annual. It's coming up November 5th and 6th, a two-day event. And it's going to be wild. So I hope you guys can make it out for that. Uh, last year's judges, just throw it out there, is Dave Pachinski, Zared Bassett, Donnie Barley, Brandon Westgate, Nick Dompierre. People flew out from Cali, Baltimore, Florida, all over New England, for real. New England came in full strength. It was amazing. It, it, so many good skateboarders, too. Like It was so epic to see this whole industry in New England and beyond come together and all the talents, talent and passionate people come and shred and have two epic days. Like, I seriously, my throat was gone and uh, my face hurt from smiling and meeting people. So, yeah, November 5th and 6th, the third annual New England Am at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. And each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboarding. Um, if you guys could please check out allineedskate.com. You can check out all our apparel on there. We have beanies. Uh, we have the gump hat, which is a fisherman type hat slash dad hat. And uh, we got full zip up hoodies. We got our new t-shirts, our Thrive and our Rise tee, which uh, I've been getting so much positive feedback and those things have been going. We got we did a limited run, so I'm going to be honest, we're getting a little low. But there's some more still available, hopefully in your size. And uh, if they go out, we may do another run, so... And obviously where our pack-and-goes up there, it's a pack-and-go windbreaker. People love that. That one's hard to hang on to. Everyone's really stoked on it. The cool thing about it is it's it's uh, water-resistant and you know, it breaks the wind, son. But uh, really cool, too, we put a video on Instagram and it was you fold it up into the front pocket and it turns into a pillow. So you, can, you have a jacket or a pillow, which is pretty tight. And we have three colors on that, so maroon, stone, and black. And those move fast, so... You can check the store, and if we have them in your size, they're up there too. And if, if you cop any of the apparel from the online store, it goes directly to supporting this podcast, which is amazing. And if you see any of our new decks at your local skate shop, please try one out. Um, that would help us out. You know, A lot of times shops buy boards, and if they don't move because for whatever reason, you know, like then they won't reorder, and it kind of ends that relationship. So if you guys see one and you like one, you know, give it a try. That's all I ask. I know there's a lot of brands out there, so I'm saying if you check it out, let me know and give me feedback. And right now we have our wartime series available, and we also have the brand new Thrive Prosperize decks. Uh, I literally just flew back from Surf Expo today, and it, it was really epic. But the cool thing that made me super hyped was that everyone who came by the booth was really hyped on the artwork. And uh, I don't know if you guys listened to a couple episodes ago, Peter James Glenn came on, and he was the artist that hand-drew these original ideas. 
and it's really cool that people are stoked on it, man. And I know the shops have supported and copped the boards, and they're out there. So if you guys want to try one, that would be amazing, and that would be a cool way to keep the show going and support everything. Uh, thank you guys for everything. And our guest today is my friend, John Mata. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. We, you know, We went to Portugal when we were younger, and we hadn't seen each other in years. But it was awesome to catch up with him. He is such an epic dude, and I'm excited for you guys to meet him if you don't know him. And I know if you've seen him skated, you know skating, you know how epic he is on a board. It's it's amazing. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetland Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah that admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments, in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Yeah. How's your day going, man? Pretty good, pretty mellow, just typical day, normal day. Where are we at? At the house. Uh, I'm in Phoenix, well, Glendale, Arizona. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm still, I'm actually in the house that I grew up in. Back really? at my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of where I was going to start off. You're originally from Arizona? Yep, sure am. Did you ever move anywhere else? No, uh-uh. I've been like, yeah, in this house for my whole life, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, before, well, since I was like, I don't know, I think maybe like six or something I moved in here. So right. over 20 years I've been in this house. Are you still in the same bedroom? Uh, It's moved around. We, it's like there's six bedrooms or something, and it's always been different. So I have, so the room that I'm in right now, um, it's like actually the garage kind of, nice. I got converted into rooms and the other side of the house, um, there's, you know, like the master bedroom and then there's two bedrooms where there's roommates. We have roommates that, uh, my mom rents the rooms to, and then the room, like the wall directly behind this wall is like my warehouse and shit where I pack orders and keep all my, uh, inventory and shit and it's kind of how it is. And I, I like just started like living here. Well, I've always had my stuff here, but I was living, kind of living with my girlfriend for like the past five years or something. She just broke up with me recently. So now I'm like here and it's kind of crazy because I'm like literally like my computer is right there. It's like where I work. 
So I'm literally, I fall asleep, wake up straight to the computer. Yeah. When I'm working, it's like so gnarly. I got I have to like, it's kind of where I'm at right now is like, um, get my life back together of like how to get a routine to like get out of the house. Cause I can't like just be here all the time. You know, it's like, yeah. Like wake up computer straight to work and then back to the bed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like not good for me. So yeah. Cause I used to, yeah, I would finish up and then I would go over to my girlfriend's and then, uh, you know, she would always have something planned or, you know, whatever I'd, I could, I could stop, you know, making decisions and, you know, having to be creative and shit and just veg out. And now I'm just like back here and I got to like think of shit to do now, like at a certain hour, just get out of the house, you know. I was going to say, do you get restless? Are you the type of person that like overthinks and runs in circles like me? <laughs> uh, I mean, I do have days like that. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, yeah, I'll, I mean, to keep my mind busy, I, I'm usually like listening to, you know, some kind of book or something. So I'm not like completely in my head, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like take the input from the books, you know, and, you know, digest it myself, but I not, I, I try not to be that way anymore, like too in my head and shit. Yeah. Cause, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm that's where I'm at right now, just figuring that out, how to fucking get my schedule in a, some way. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't figured it out. It's kind of good, though, because now you can, like, redo it however you want. Like, you don't have someone telling you a schedule, and you can just kind of figure out what you want to do. And Yeah, exactly. Nice. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We had, I, uh, I'm in a group chat, and it's called Decision Fatigue. And I, <laughs> I like, named it that because, like, yeah, I, like, have to... Think of shit, like, constantly. I mean, you know how it is. Like, if you stop working, like, what you're making doesn't it doesn't exist, you know? You have to, like, fucking keep going or else it... And uh, there's a lot of decision-making involved. And then, yeah, like I said, and then my day's done when I, like, force myself to stop. And all of a sudden, I have to make more decisions of, like, what I'm going to do at night or, like, how the fuck to get out of the house. And But, yeah, it's good. I mean, I, that's... It's not much to complain about other than I got to, like, figure it out, you know, how to next step. Is it incredibly hot right now in Arizona? It's still in, yeah. I think it was, like, 105 today, I believe. And it's, uh, yeah, it's monsoon season, so it's a little, it's at this time of the year, it's more humid as well. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, it is still hot, definitely. <laughs> I remember, like, when I lived, I lived in Phoenix for a little bit, and, uh, I remember the monsoons, it was so epic, like, we'd sit on the porch, and you could see those things roll in, and it would just be lightning, and then it would just, this heavy downpour, and it was just like, we'd, people would go outside just to watch it, it was so sick. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you can, it's definitely, uh, I feel like it, it's like, in patches, so you can, like, you can see, you know, if you go outside and you see a storm off in the distance, it, it's easy, and there, you know, it's the valley of the sun, so you can get up on a mountain really quick and just like look because there's a lot of haboobs i don't know if you know that like the dust storm and shit it's like what how do you say it haboob it's a h-a-b-o-o-b and it's just like a it's like a dust storm that's like the name what they call it but so you can i have a a mountain or like a hill like a block away so i do that sometimes I go up there quite a bit i go on walks all the time so nice especially now so it's 
That's cool. I mean, that's one thing, especially this time of year. <laughs> Meet new ladies out in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying. Have you, on some of your walks, do you ever come, come across some fucking dangerous wildlife? Rat, rattlesnakes or scorpions and shit like that? Um, yeah, all the time. Uh, the last weird thing, probably, where I was, like, sketched was javelinas. That was probably, like, I don't know, like, three months ago. There was, like, six of them in a pack. And then, uh, yeah, I just, like, I had to, like, go a whole different, like, it probably added, like, five blocks onto my walk because I had to, like, go a whole different direction. Because I, I was going through, like, a park that led to, like, a, uh, a, a walkway along a ditch. And they were, like, right where the park and the ditch meet. And I couldn't, like, go through that. And that's where, like, the neighborhood kind of ended. So I had to go back around, like, all the way around. Because, yeah, there's, they'll definitely, like, fuck shit up. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard too many stories, but I know they're they're like that. So Yeah, I've heard some stories about, I don't know if it's javelinas, but, like, wild pigs are, like, notoriously aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right, well, we got sidetracked right away, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I have a bunch of notes, which I like to show people, so. Okay. But I kind of want to start at the top, man. Um, How did you find skateboarding? Um, I would probably say just friends at school like I started man just like really fucking around probably in like second grade maybe like not nothing serious and then kind of got more serious with it in like I don't know like late fifth grade or something you know like Christmas time I got a board fifth grade I believe and then yeah and then I did that in that probably up till like seventh grade. Um, then like the summer going into eighth grade, I like rode bikes for a little bit. So I like stopped skating for like half of school year, I rode bikes. And then, uh, and then after that, I kind of like really, that's when I started like filming and stuff and like putting parts together and like, just that's where it like really, you know, I, it came together, I would say, but Actually starting, yeah, probably, like, second grade. But I stopped from, like, probably, like, third grade till yeah, all the way up to, like, fifth grade or something. Were you any good at BMXing? Uh, I mean, decent, not, like, super good. I just did it because that's what every, all my friends were doing. Oh, sick. <laughs> so I, I actually get, like, a lot of, um, like, I, like, at the time, the videos that I watched, there was, um, this guy, Els, he made a bunch of local videos, and those were, like, that kind of got me into, like, oh, there's spots, like, in, you can just drive around and, like, see spots anywhere, and, like, that, that, those videos were the ones, like, I would see something in that video and be, like, the fuck, and that was kind of, like, it, and then, uh, yeah, then Cowtown videos, local Cowtown videos, and that's kind of what, like, so then after that, yeah, I saw those, I was, like, yeah, I want to be doing that, going out and just, like, just finding shit wherever and skating it and that's i mean kind of how it is i mean Did my you... timeline my timeline's probably like kind of off but that for the most part it's that's about right i would say was cowtown at that time like when you were coming up cowtown must have been way smaller and like because it they do a pretty crazy they have the big contest and their events yeah here. yeah um 
I don't know. I, I think they had three. Yeah, at the time, I think they had three locations. But, uh, yeah, something like that. And I got a, yeah, I got my first video. It was actually feedback. Yeah, and Brad and Brian were in it. And then I ended up, you know, meeting them later on, you know, in life and shit. So that, that was cool. But I remember, yeah, I actually had a fucking, uh, I, in like sixth grade, I don't know what it was, but soaps, you know, the shoes. Oh, you had those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I remember I bought that video with, like, while I was wearing soaps, dude. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Take those soap shoes off. <laughs> Any good at soaping? It was just, like, recess time. I didn't, like, go and, like, dude, it was, like, just fuck around on, like, the slides at recess and, like, the bleachers and stuff. Sure, sure. It's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not? You got it on your feet. You know what's even soaps is the ones with the little heels with the wheels. You yeah, you roll in them so <laughs> I came way later. <laughs> I always wanted those. I never got them though. So bummed about that. <laughs> okay, so my first two questions were where you were from and wh- where you're where you're at now, and you kind of covered that. You're still where you're you're still in your original house, <laughs> which is <Yep>. awesome. <laughs> Do you do desire at all to move anywhere else, or are you just like, this is my spot, I like it? No, I'm pretty good with, you know, I'm content with myself. I don't, it doesn't take much for me to live, or like, I don't need much out of life, so I don't, <laughs> I'm kind of extreme in that way, I yeah. guess. 105 degrees, javelinas, fucking all that, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on now. I'm just kind of figuring... Because, yeah, my girlfriend was... She was a teacher, and, uh, you know, she she didn't have her own house, but she had good... She was able to get good, you know, pricing on houses through, you know, the government and shit. So that was kind of, like, the plan I had, sort of, was going to be something like that. Yeah. Go and help with that, and then... But, no. <laughs> I was done with... So, I, I'm... Yeah. I guess so. That's where I'm at, trying to figure out kind of what's next. How old are you now? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Oh, you're young, dude. You got your whole life ahead of you. You're so young. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, Did you graduate from high school? Yeah, I did. Sick. And then I went to. Uh, I went to actually. It's funny. The school there's an art institute here, like down the street, and uh, they came in um into the high school and like you know like the scouting i don't i guess it's scouting i don't know but then they they like left flyers for a contest and i remember they uh there was like two days left or something to like turn in your thing it was for a scholarship and then like first prize was for yeah some amount towards scholarship and second and i ended up getting like the second place thing yeah so i started you know, I didn't know what the what was going on. So, yeah, I started going there, and then I only went there for like the first semester, though. And then got out of there, got my money back, and I and that was about the time when I started like traveling around. That was when I was on Powell. Oh, nice. And they were like started like traveling around and shit. And then it's probably the best move I one of the better moves I made in my life. But I remember I I had to. Uh, it was like so weird for me to go in there and uh like I drive a big I drive a big truck so when I would park at school I would park like so far away and like walk over 
and I happened to have a, uh, I had a cast on at the time. I like, I fractured my ankle. Um, actually at FCR Park on the little mini ramp. Oh man. You know, the one next to the thing. Yeah. And it was a, it was a trip to, uh, Woodward and it was like right before we were heading to go to Woodward, I, I fractured it. So I was like, I didn't even get to skate to Woodward as, and, but yeah, so then I, I remember, yeah, walking up to go tell the, uh, the, like the counselor or whatever, like that I'm going to drop out yeah. and I had a cast on and like carrying up and I, I like, you know, to rationalize what I was trying to like explain, I brought magazines, you know, okay. and of like, you know, just coverage and stuff to like explain like what you're trying to like, just cause I was like nervous. I didn't know what the fuck, you know, I've never done anything like that. So just to like, as like validation or something. And it didn't even, she didn't even, she didn't care. She's like, okay, here's this, you're done. Like, sign this. <laughs> Would you, were you, so you weren't that interested in drawing then? No, I definitely was, but I, I mean, I guess I was smart enough at the time to know, like, how important it was to travel and, like, it was being paid for. So, yeah. Do that. I can always, I can still always go back. I don't, you know, there's just, it was, that was just the time. And I was, it was like when, you know, being sponsored. I was like, it was becoming a thing for me, you know, I wasn't like seeking it. It was like more like seeking me, but I was just like, tear, might as well do it. You know, growing up, like I said, like from an eighth grade, I started making videos. So I, and I learned so much just from skating itself and making videos and having to like put titles and videos and like, so I learned Photoshop and like all that kind of stuff on my own all the way up to that point. So like, I'm pretty, pretty like, you know, self-taught in that. And I really didn't learn that much in that semester, like at all. So I was like, that was another reason I was like, I, I don't know when this is going to like pick up. So I might as well just like get out. Cause I don't, I knew, you know, for the most part, everything. I mean, yeah, it's only the first semester, but yeah, still it just, but skating, it's funny. Skateboarding does teach you. Like I realized that too. I was like, damn, I'm like, feel like I'm ahead of a lot of the, my peers because skating has taught me so much that like they're learning just now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah skateboarding's a crazy thing, man. When you hear, cause I, li I listen to a lot of, uh, you know, podcasts on business and like, you know, just to keep my, you know, that part of my brain so I don't like get off track and it's, it's so weird listening to people that have like, that are so, I mean, successful, whatever that is, but like know what they're doing or, or any person would look at them and hearing their views. And it's like, it aligned, it took them like all these years to figure out kind of what, like what skateboarding teaches you, like, right. You know, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, and it's crazy that like, and no one, you can't really get that. I mean, I've never like looked into other you know, activities, but it seems like the skateboarding is like one of the only things that can do that for you. But really like, you don't need anything like, yeah. and it teaches you really how to like, like something and, and we, and there's always something to fall back on to have you entertained in life and fulfilled, you know? So, yeah, so many people don't have that, man. It's, it's a great, it's a crazy thing. That in itself is a blessing, just having having that outlet to, like, go be creative and have fun. And, like, it's something that's your own. There's no sports. There's no coach. There's no team. There's no point structure. 
you can literally just go do whatever you want with this, like, wood and piece of wheels. And, like, to have that at a younger young age, definitely, that's what it is. You know, it keeps you so flexible and learning and humble. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing, definitely. My my friend was telling me, to, to switch up the subjects a li- subject a little bit, my friend was telling me that he thought he remembered reading an interview of you and you were, like, Google mapping, like, ditches and finding spots that way. Any truth? Yeah, definitely. I had a, um, yeah, I had a thrasher. That was kind of the, yeah, one of, or no, my only thrasher interview. That's kind of what it was about. Um, I started doing it, yeah, in Phoenix, and then, uh, I watched a a video, um, it's called Surprise Surprise from, uh, New Mexico, and I saw Ditch, and I was like, there's no reason I can't do it there. So then I, you know, I bought a paper map, because this was before you could, like, you could pin locations and like create your own map, you know, kind of. Yeah. And, uh, so I bought an actual like paper map and, uh, I just, you know, red dotted the areas. I would, I would go, you know, I would see it, see the ditch. And if it looked, you know, like different enough then I, you know, you look at the street view, if you can see it or you can't, I kind of had an, already had an idea of like, just from surrounding elements of like what was going on. I could kind of tell like what the spot uh, what the spot might be already, so then I would just mark it down on a with just a red dot on the paper map, and then like when I was done, I kind of scanned the whole city like as best I could, and then uh just drove out there one time and just followed a route like to all these dots and then marked them off, and then yeah, and then I filmed it, and then I went back with uh, Joe with Hammocky and uh and then we like shot the photos or everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. When we first, when it was so funny, we I went out there and uh, I stayed with uh, Tyler Franz and uh, he was living with Daniel Lutheran at the time. But they, I, for some reason, they they didn't go skating. I don't know. It was it was just kind of we, we were on our own little mission. But at one point, it was like I was the one leading like all these cars of people from the from like the city. It was so weird. There was like two or three cars like following me to like these these things and like but they wouldn't they knew they had already like known the spot they just didn't know that i had no idea like Uh, what i was going to you know just be like this was like this was the spot let's go and uh and then i'd find out what it was but they they had already known you know they just didn't what i was doing you remind me of my friend chris trembley i don't know if you have ever heard of chris trembley but yeah he was kind of like that he would do things like that where he would like map out the fucking city and find all the spots and like I've I've known him for a long time. How old were you when you're doing this, mapping out the spots? Uh, this was 2009. I was 24. Did you find a lot of spots that way? Like you found a shitload? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I mean enough to like, yeah, I filmed like quite a bit of stuff, and uh, then there were certain things I didn't like bring enough stuff. There was definitely more spots where I could have you know put more time into it and uh you know, or, like, done a little work to it, and it would have been good, but I kind of just bypassed all that stuff and just went to the what was, like, good at the time. I didn't have to put much work into it, you know. I gotta let my dog out of my room really quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Scratching the door. What kind of dog? Uh, it was a little, uh, it's a Pichon poodle. Nice. <laughs> she's, she's really old. She's getting, uh, yeah, she's, like, pretty much blind now and stuff. She had a vertigo the other night she like threw up in the in the kitchen and she was just like 
stumbling around everywhere. Wow. And it was like, we were like, oh, this might be it. We got to put her down. And then this is Samson right here. Good boy. Stay. He's, he's snoozing hard. <laughs> yeah, he was fully chilling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can relate to the dog troubles. My dog, Amber, right now, she's a beagle, and she's struggling with uh, ulcerated cancer. So yeah. it's on the outside of her body, and, like, uh, I'm like... It's a big lump or something? Yeah, it started as, like, a tumor, but then now yeah. it's, like, open sores, like, under her arm and on her belly, and, like... Yeah. It's brutal, dude. I have to clean it like three times a day with like peroxide, and she freaks out. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I have medical suppositories. I've been sticking stuff up her ass. It's been not. Yeah. It's a new experience for me, John. Yeah. <laughs> how old is it? She's old. Um, she's older. We rescued her. I'm not exactly sure how old my lady would know that the numbers of that, but she's definitely up there. But yeah. she's still eating, and she still wants to go for a walk. So it's kind of like. I don't know. I'm like, I'm conflicted right now. Yeah. Torture. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Moving forward. I want to cover some of the terrain, some of the stuff I wrote down. How do you feel skated? Oh, who was the first crew of people you met and actually skated with? Or how does that come to be? Oh, man. Um, let me think how that was. Well, yeah, like from middle, like elementary school, I had yeah, my friend Mikey, um... You know, I learned like kickflips in his backyard, and we he he had already been going to skate parks like in Cano and stuff. So I'd he, and he lived right down the street from me. So like, I would say there. And then I had um this kid Cody Martin, and just like all friends, and kind of his friends were the bikers. So okay. that's how I ended up. Or we had like older friends, but they all lived like in the same you know neighborhood and. Like a, a neighborhood over from me, but they all live together and they just happen to be older. So then it went from there. And then, yeah, like I said, everyone was biking at a certain time. So then I started doing that. And then um, my friend Davey Hafer, he was kind of filming all them. And I was, I kind of learned from him, like video editing and like putting stuff together. And then I started skating again. And, uh, that's kind of how it started. So I learned from him, and then we went on to make videos, like uh, all the BTL videos, the older, like, he was the one behind that. And then from there, when we were filming that, then, yeah, I met Buster, um, who makes all the Happy Medium videos. And so it went like that, just kind of, like, organically, naturally, like, along a timeline. But I've always been, ever since I started picking it up again, yeah, like, eighth grade and, like, really skating like i've always been filming i've not like it's always been video parts and stuff so definitely have you have you ever won a contest the complete opposite of filming <laughs> um no <laughs> i think i actually i won a uh not a not a contest the best trick contest oh, actually sick. yeah but uh other than that no i've gotten like i don't know like third place or something and like little things i'm just not i'm not consistent at all on the farthest thing from that and i just don't like I, yeah i didn't like grow up around that i get overwhelmed at skate parks i don't know where to start you know i don't like yeah because i grew up just spot 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 to spot to spot and just focus on one thing and it's usually not even like something technical it's more so figuring out you know the spot and what should 
what I think would look good, you know. Yeah. And it is, yeah, it's a different way. It's not like a, a true, like, skateboarder skateboarding. It was more so, I like, filming skating. Just kind of doing it to film, you know. But, of course, I would go to the skate park and, you know, have fun skating. Pretty sick that you were just into filming parts. Like, that's, I don't know, because you're already working on a project, which is kind of cool. You're already scouring the city, plotting out the whole system. That's cool. So do you go to the park now, though? I don't, I haven't been to the park up close to me. There's one two miles away. I kind of, like, stopped going because it just ended up to be, it would just be easier for me to, like, because I have a driveway and, like, there's ditches, like, close to me. And it was just, it was just easier for me to, like, skate there because, you know, I'm used to it. And then I would go to the park and I would always end up not skating. I would see someone and, like, just end up talking the whole time. And it was, like, I wasn't really going I mean, I had went to, like, have the intentions of skating, but it just never, like, I always found myself talking to people way more than, like, actually skating. So I kind of just, I don't know. Someone needs to design a skate park that is just all ditches, and you'll be there all day for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what about first sponsor? First sponsor was a uh, Beyond Image. It was actually a mall shop, like an independent mall shop. Sick. and uh you know, do you know Jared Lucas? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the Bones team manager. He was the team manager of it. Awesome. I think that was like ninth grade or something like that. I'd say. Yeah, I was already like filming stuff before that, and that's he saw you know videos, and so then that was it. And like Josh was on, Josh Hawkins was on a part of it, and like all well, that was yeah, it was called Beyond Image, and that was like the first yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was in a mall though. Yeah, it was, yeah. So that must have been, like, it's not like a skate shop, was it? It was more just like a... I think that was actually, this, like, this is like way later on, but the soap shoes that I have, or that I had, I think they came from that same <laughs> shop. Don't tell us you still have the soap shoes. Afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where, yeah, I don't have them. All right, crossing that one off. First sponsors off, contest off, so we're not going to see you in Street League either? No, no. Let's say, like, a bitch course, and then you're down. Yeah. All right, yeah. jumping around, do you have any vices? Uh, coax me along. I don't, I mean, I know what a vice is, but well, I... Do you like any poisons? Do you smoke weed? Do you drink alcohol? Do you love I don't, gambling? No, I don't smoke weed. I, uh, yeah, I'll drink, like, I try to, like, not drink a lot. Yeah. Especially lately, because I have to do, like, a lot of numbers and shit, and I, I notice... I notice if I do, like, what happened. Like, the other day I was shipping out, or I, it was, like, an order of, like, 15 bottles or something. I sent out, like, I shorted the person, like, too many, and I had been drinking the night before, and I was like, oops. He's like, like shut up. He's like, yeah, and you're missing, like, so I was like, shit, sorry, man. And then, But I notice it, and it, it takes me, like, you know, two or three times longer to, like, get through numbers when I have been drinking. So I try not, but I, I definitely will. You know, I don't, I'm not, like, against it, but... Um, yeah, I kind of also need, like, like to have a reason to do it, you know, like an event or like something going on. Like a celebration? just for Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or just like meeting up with an old friend or just whatever, you know. It's, a, it's always got to be a reason. I don't just like go to drink, you know. <laughs> You're not just sitting in your house just drinking Jack by no. <laughs> no. I used to, I mean, I kind of used to be like that, but I kind of grew out of it. 
What about gambling? You ever gamble? Yeah, I I mean, I do. I used to do it, like, way more. I used to go to the horse track down the street and <laughs> bet on horses, horse races and shit. But, yeah, I'll get a scratcher here and there. Races? You ever win anything? Um, Horse races? No, I think the most I, like, ever won was, like, $120 or something like that. But not, like, on one race, like, accumulated in a day, you know? Yeah. Like, I think one race, the most one race was, like, like $50 or something like that. So it's just more like, but I wasn't betting, you know, cause it wasn't like gnarly amounts of money or anything, you know, or just small bets and just get lucky with whatever. But I don't, I don't do that anymore much anymore. Like it's been a long time since I've been there, but I mean, I'm down to do it. All right. Well, I wanted to ask you about your business cause you mentioned it twice now and I was looking it up online. It's, it's supplements, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a whole food supplement. And then we have. We have honey from like a local beekeeper and, and then yeah, like the actual supplement or what would be, cause the, the whole food supplement, it's just food, but it is, yeah, we, it is considered a supplement, but it is just foods. And then yeah, krill oil, which is like a, uh, a substitute of fish oil, same, same nutrients. It's just bound to different, you know, the, the way that it's delivered to the body is different and it's, it's a little more efficient and. So that's it. That's three. And I've been working kind of all summer on a, a, just like a protein, just a regular vegan protein. Cause I didn't like, it wasn't a like priority or anything, but then, you know, um, actually Amazon was the one that kind of like got me into the direction and people, you know, asking like, when are you going to make this? And like, cause I, people will get protein, you know, if they don't, but I don't know, I guess people like that. So yeah. So we're doing that. I was kind of the first this will be the first product where it was kind of, in a sense, demanded for. Because the other ones, it's just for, uh, I mean, we create it, me and my brother run it. So it's like, we create what we want and what we use. And then, you know, then have the company based around that. So this will be the first thing that, like, yeah, people have asked for, I guess. That's, cool. That's a cool feeling. Did you guys um, come up with the logo and the name and everything, all, all you guys together? Yeah, so it started... So my mom is a personal trainer. She's been doing it for like 30 years. And she she worked for a company. This is very similar to ours. But like at some point in time, like 10 years ago or something. And then she figured out, she's like, oh, I could do that. We could do this. And then she, her and her boyfriend did it. And it was kind of marketed towards older people. She lives, or she works in a Sun City, which is a old, it's like a retirement um, area, Phoenix, like city. Yeah, in Arizona. It's it's like west of here. And so it's kind of marketed towards them. And then she was like, you know, as a parent was like, you need to like figure out something besides skating, like something to like get going to fall back on. Cause you have an audience, you should do it. So we, we went in like half in an order. Like I just designed a label bottle at the time and literally the product that she had already had, like just got split, like right down the middle and bottled like into a bottle art of ours and then hers. And then we, yeah, we just like paid ourselves a little bit. And then the money that like came from it kind of, we just kept growing from there. And then, yeah, with that, then we, you know, got it. Yeah. In 2012, we got it. Like we went through like a whole different manufacturer that was yeah. certified through the USDA. So it's like USDA organic. We went through that whole process and stuff. So now it's, it's, that's where we're at pretty much the same. It's been the same 
Yeah, that's so cool. You and your brother are doing it together. That's awesome. And your brother rides bikes, right? Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a pro BMXer. Yeah, and he so he has his like network and community, and and I we do I do as well. And uh, it's kind of how it's just started. And it, I mean, it's always pretty much been just went by itself, sort of in a way. So it was never too much, you know. And we didn't at the time. I was still like being paid pretty well from skating so it wasn't something i was relying on it was something more so i was just pushing and like getting going so it was kind of like easy in that sense but now it's like i do it that's this is that's my job now i would say so damn sick kind of my, it's cool yeah definitely did you ever think you'd end up with a brand and be doing something like this uh i don't know not really i'm not someone that like goes into uh that thinks too much into the future i'm pretty present minded and just do the, I'm, I'm really into just doing the work and, you know, just going and then whatever, whatever benefits come or whatever happens, you know, kind of extra comes my way from it, then cool. This is a plus, but I don't like expect much out of it, but it, it carries itself. So it's pretty cool. Dude, that's so awesome. I'm glad that you have the skills and you had the family and the connection to build something like that, to be able to do it. That's amazing. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, how many video parts, how many happy medium videos were you in? All of them? How many are there? Yeah, there's three. We're actually starting, like, we're trying to, we're doing four. We're starting on four now. But before that, so there was, man, there was, like, all I had mentioned the BTL videos, the Born to Lose videos. That kind of started. And there was, I had it four, uh, was it four? Yeah, I, so I had four parts in those. And... I think that was pretty much, yeah, like one a year, one video a year. But actually, two, there was a, there was the second video, it was like BTL2. There was like a point, it was like a half video, it was like BTL2 point something. <laughs> Sick. So I don't know, I think, yeah, my very last part that came out last, whatever, September, the sometimes video, I think that was my 13th part, I believe. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, my, more so like the later one, like, yeah, Happy Medium, like, two was a, that was, like, super short. That wasn't, like, very long. But, yeah, for the most I'm always working on a video part. I mean, like, I can't not really do that. Like, no matter how much I'm not skating, I'm always, it's still there, you know? Like, yeah. my friends are always working on, it's just what they do, you know? Yeah. So. It's, like, fun to skate. I like skating parks and, like, skating with people, but to have something that you're working towards and you're trying to push yourself, it's, like, it takes a video. Yeah, yeah definitely, it's a... Yeah, I don't, I, it's weird now seeing how people are, like, approaching skating, and it's, like, I don't, it's hard for me to, like, grasp where it's, or, like, what, kind of what they're trying to get out of it, almost, in a way, like, yeah, I don't know, it's a weird, because I need, I just have to be doing, I, towards something, and that's how my brain is, I don't, like, like, if you were to go back in all those videos and look at, like, the bonus footage or whatever, I, I never have any really extra because like whatever I want to film, it usually ends up like it usually ends up being used. So nothing like, and I'm, I'm like, I kind of work in that way too, where it's like, I don't really like excess of like, just kind of, I'm more so like get to the point in a way too. So it's like, yeah, if you, I never have like any leftover like <laughs> footage. And I'm also, like I said, I'm not really like a skateboarder, skateboarder where I go to a spot and like session and like end up with like, walking away with like a ton of clips of like 
warm-up tricks and this and that kind of stuff, you know. So it was always just, like, go get it done with, and then, like, that's just, like, how I worked. And I don't know, I, I, I think that has also helped me a lot with, like, what I'm doing. Like, having that, like, just, um yeah, pro- the, the productivity of, like, that mindset of, like, just cut, like, a lot of the bullshit out. It's helped me, like, yeah, when I look at, like, my analytics and stuff and, like, it's like, okay, this, like, 80% of this is, like, of what I'm, like, getting out of this is coming from here, so I don't need to, like, focus on all this other shit, you know, it's, like, pointless. Yeah. It's helped me with that, kind of get that mentality of, like, just kind of get to the point, like, you don't, you don't need to do all this extra work to, like, get this little bit out of it, just focus on, like, the chunk and what's working, you know, so. Yeah, that's good to do that. Yeah. Focus from, from skating and trying to film a trick is, like, you have, sometimes you have to be really intense, and you have to try for a long fucking time. Like, I'm sure in Arizona, I'm sure you're, have you tried a trick till you were, like, pissing cranberry color or dehydrated and beyond belief? Or? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, <laughs> yeah, you just fucking, like, it's so hot and you're so worn out, you're, like, shivering. I've been, like, at that. It's, like, so crazy. But, yeah, I, I yeah, like, in the summer, now that I have this going on, I try to, like, lay low in the summer and, uh, yeah, it's towards the end of the summer. I'm almost out with the product, so I spent kind of the whole summer, you know, developing and, like, getting things going for it and staying in, working on the computer and stuff. And then, and then it, you know, it'll be done by the time the weather's nice, and then I can focus on skating again in the winter. So that's kind of been my, you know, schedule for the last three years, kind of how I've been going about it. Because so I haven't been, I haven't really left to go on trips or anything, you know, in, like, a while. So I'm, I'm just here, but I don't, like... You know, I think, yeah, like our trip when we went to Portugal, that was like kind of one of my my last like big, big trips. Well, that trip, that trip was actually I wanted to try to set you up. I was gonna ask if you're Portuguese. Are you Portuguese? Yeah, you are. Okay, because I know a lot of dudes went on that trip and they weren't really port. Like Todd Jordan is not Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, we're like in that I don't know which city, but I remember walking to the graveyard and like through the graveyard and. I saw my last name on, like, so many of the gravestones. Oh, creepy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely Portuguese, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that trip was so good, Naraco. And it was weird because, like, Zared brought his lady. Naraco had, like, his lady and his baby. He has no- newborn baby. But it was yeah. the best trip of my life, for sure. It was, yeah, that was, like, kind of what sucked about it. It was so good and so mellow. And it sucks that it had to be, that was kind of one of my last trips that it, like was like that way like not not like a harsh schedule or anything it's like damn man like <laughs> you know so, but i mean school ended like that but i haven't i don't even think what i went off after that like i went to like finland for like a week or something for a contest but that was like really hectic and short and like yeah but i haven't like done much traveling if you could go in, you could go anywhere where would you go oh man uh I don't even know. I've been all through Europe, so maybe like I don't know, Asia or like South America or something. Yeah. Just to get something like different. But uh I mean wherever. Alright, um this is I'm switching it up, I'm jumping around. Do you have a favorite um skate shoe? All time skate shoe? No. I just just skate in the blazers. I I have to skate in like mid tops or high tops because my ankle bone is like sticks out like gnarly. So if I do like just even ollies, sometimes my ankle bone just, like, bashes on my board. Like, so I have to wear, like, something high. Yeah, I got, like, x-rays one time when it was, uh, I had fractured my ankle. And she was like, yeah, there's arthritis in there. 
So I think maybe that's why there's like shit built up behind the bone. I don't know why. I already cut you off, but can you show me your ankle? I mean, it doesn't look bad. I think it's just the way that like. Freak! Freak! Oh my god, look at that thing. <laughs> it just sticks out. So like, yeah, like front 180s and like, like if I'm wearing low tops, and like, yeah, front 180s and blunt fakies are like the worst thing ever for it. Because for some reason those, I don't know, just the way that they're done, it just always bashes. So I have to wear, yeah, mid tops or like high tops. But I've just like, have like so many, because yeah, we'd get think boxes from Nike, and they would send so many. And like, I still like shoe my shoes and stuff. I like my shoes like really worn in. So, just have a closet. I haven't like asked for shoes in like dude, like two years or something. I still have like I don't know, like maybe ten pairs left just sitting in my closet. Why do you like them so broken in? Don't they start to like? It's how I've. It's just how I've always been. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like care to have new things and like shoe them. I don't know why. I just like. I get used to it, and then like having to change and like break shoes in is like shitty so i don't like doing that but i don't know that's kind of like it but i did my favorite shoe was probably the uh the omar salazar the like mid top and then they stopped making it but that was probably the shoe that i i was like psyched on that shoe but what's up was it a nike shoe yeah it was a nike shoe and it was it only like existed for a short period of time i only had like i don't know not not too many pairs but I remember I had them, and like I said, yeah, I hold on. I don't, like, go through shoes fast. And, uh, and then I went to order them again. They didn't have them. And I was like, dude, fuck. Should have, like, ordered more while I had the chance. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, like, yeah, I still I have a pair that I have, like, a little hole right now. And it's, like, starting to get to my foot, and I'm probably going to shoe glue it, like, just because it doesn't, like, the the bottom's still good and all that. I don't know. I just don't, like. Why are you so frugal? What do you, What do your parents do? Your mom was a teacher, you said? She's a personal trainer. Oh, personal trainer. I'm sorry. Your your lady was a teacher. Um, yeah. what, what about your dad? My dad, he's a uh, he's an engineer. He designs um, fire sprink- sprinkler blueprints for buildings and, like, uh, mainly commercial, like, buildings. So, yeah, you know what fire sprinklers are, right? Yeah. The smoke alarm goes off, the water shoots out. He does the blueprints for that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, my whole, my mom and dad, yeah, they're both like self, you know, they didn't go to school or anything like that. That's right. I think that's where I kind of got my, my way of like, yeah, we didn't, yeah, I think that's where I get it from. And I don't know, just the feeling of like asking people for things is like, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. So just make, make do with what I have, you know. And, Definitely. I'm kind of the same way. Like I grew up um similar like i just grew up like not wanting to ask people for for much you know? or i don't want to be a burden i always was like i don't want to be a exactly. burden. like i'll just carry it myself or whatever like exactly yeah <laughs> funny yeah that's one thing i'm that's hard with me with doing with running this you know because it's like there's got to be a point where i have to like go and ask people you know for i gotta like hire people eventually you know so yeah. i do it's just it's getting there you know so but yeah, that is like one thing was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. But I enjoy all of it, like the amount of shit that I'm learning and like, and it's not, oh, it's not like there isn't one thing that I'm doing. There's like, there's like five different things that are like constantly like need attention, you know? So it's like, and those, all of those things are so separate in themselves. And I'm, I'm that way too. It's hard for me to like, besides like skating, other interests besides that, I'm, I'm really like, I like to learn a lot and like constantly be like having input from like so many different things you know 
And that's what that like yeah, getting like inspiration from things. I don't like watching skate videos. I used to watch them a lot. Now I don't really. It's more so like I mean I kind of already have my own way of going about it, but I I look to other you know sources of like input to kind of get me to keep me uh, motivated. I guess not, not so much inspired or or that as well. Yeah. Well, story. yeah, because I, I do I do similar things. Like you find something that you're like, oh, this is just awesome, or you appreciate it for whatever reason, even if it's not skating, you know. But you're just like, whatever, and then you just obsess over it, and it inspires you, and it makes you want to like it. Just gets you going, you know. Do you yeah. ever watch Bob, Bob Ross? Yeah, the painter. Yeah, I used to watch that. Yeah, dude, I fall asleep to that shit. That inspires the. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Actually, yeah, since I got back to, yeah, like, living at home, I got one of those TVs now that, like, you put your, uh, you can, like, connect your phone to it. Yeah. But I never had a TV ever, like, really. And now <laughs> it was just a, a way to, like, occupy my time now and I'm, so I can, well, I've been, like, falling asleep to just random stuff, like, re watching, like, whatever, but I don't know. I don't really... I mean, it's cool. I'll do it. Maybe I'll do that. Bob Ross. I check it out. It's good to follow his voice alone. Is like easy. Yeah, so mellow and. Yeah, actually, my guy, my, I got my homie Jeff here. He ha like helps me produce the podcast. Would he do good? You, I think he would do good in Alaska. Oh he's yeah. Like, he's in a remote spot in the desert. Like, are you good with the cold or just strictly hot? I've never really been in the cold, but I, I mean, when I am, dude, there's a weird, there's such a weird thing about uh, like living here. Um, I feel like when it gets, like, freezing here, whatever, 30 degrees here, it's, like, really, really cold yeah. to me. But if I go, if I'm somewhere else, like, if I go to, like, Flagstaff or somewhere else where it's, like, 30 degrees, for whatever reason, the elevation or something, it's, it's like, not nearly as cold. But I don't know if it's my mind, like, <laughs> I've, I've over-prepped myself to, like, be ready to, like, endure that or something, but I... I don't know what's I don't know what is to that or what's like the reasoning behind that, but but yeah, I'm never. I guess I could. I'm definitely not against it. I take like ice baths and shit, so I can like I can breathe through the cold and like get through it. But I don't know if I would. Uh... Bob Ross is from Alaska, so <laughs> you go there. Actually, he died unfortunately, but um, okay. Moving along, so I want to get back to skateboarding, and you mentioned Powell already. So how did Get hooked up was that through Jared too? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was through Jared. Uh, yeah, and just video parts and that. Yeah, that was it. I can't remember. Yeah, it was definitely Jared. I don't remember the way how like it like really came about. Josh was on there first, and then yeah, just from skating with them, and then just kind of how it happened, just naturally. Like we wanted it because yeah, we were all yeah on that first you know mall sponsor. And then we went to, uh, there was actually a board company and, uh, it was called Busted. This is pretty funny. Um, we were all on it. It was from, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Nice. And, uh, we took like a trip there. So we were on that. And then after that, it turned we like all went from that to Powell kind of. So that, and that's kind of like how that happened. Were you get? did you get paid when you rode for Powell? Uh, no, I actually, right when they started offering me. So Marty, M Marty Murawski, he, uh. Yeah, I think he was getting chocolate boards, and this was when Skate Metal was at Trail Tap. And then so he, like, told Brad about me, and then they called me and filming, like, 
footage, like I said, I never, like if you go back to all the bonus footage, I rarely have any. So I was always, whatever I wanted to film, it was always to go towards something. And my friends were always making videos for, you know, for what they wanted to be making it for. So there was like, it was like a footage battle with, you know, as with anything, you know, the sponsors need it, need the footage. And then it was like, it was just hard to like get them to give up the footage to go to Powell. So then I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm getting this other offer. And then they offered me money like to stay, but I just left, I left and uh, yeah, that's, and then that's kind of how I got on skate mental. Was that in Brad Stabba? He was he the one who like brought you in? Is he because it was his baby, right? Yeah, it was him. Well, it started. It, it had already been around. I think it was like a crew for a while, and then yeah, and then he was like running it out of his garage, like yeah, and and it was like frisbees. I think the first like time I went there was like there was frisbees and like shirts. I mean there was boards too, but yeah, it was just like the lower like level of yeah in his garage and I had went out there but that I mean there was other I think that was in the point where it was like starting to go like really get um brought into Krill tap at that time and uh he had like frisbees like skate mental frisbees yeah I can't remember like what was on it but yeah it was a frisbee and then there was just like just random things <laughs> and uh yeah that was my first thing and it was so crazy I went the first time that I ever met him, I like, yeah, he flew me out there and like, get off the, I, you know, get off the plane, have to like, go, um, like get to his house. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't young, but like, I don't know how old, maybe 19 or something. I don't even remember. Oh, six, 10. Yeah. 18, 18 or 19. So we get off the plane and like immediately we, like I get there and he's like, let's go for a bike ride. And we were going to meet his roommate. Like, <laughs> somewhere like on hate street or something and yeah it was literally like dropped my stuff off got up on the bike and then we started riding and within like 10 minutes he was choking out a a uh, construction worker <laughs> that was insane like what the fuck dude because they were working they were doing like stuff on the sidewalks like con doing construction on the sidewalk and uh we i can't remember what or we went out into the road too far or something i don't know and the guy just started yelling and tried like clotheslining him and I kind of like avoided the whole situation and looked back and like Brad had stopped because the guy was trying to like do something to him. I just see Brad just choking him. I was like, what the fuck, dude? And then we went into uh like immediately after that straight to a, uh, like a head shop or like smoke shop and he just buys a beer bong. And then we go into like at the end of like hate street into the golden gate park and just weird just did a beer bong in the park. And that was my first, like, that was my story of, yeah, meeting him the f within the first, yeah, that all happened probably in, like, 30 minutes or, like, 45 minutes or something. Welcome to fucking Skate Mental. Yeah. <laughs> you were prepared. He was just getting you prepared for the craziness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Did you get a travel with Skate Mental? Yeah, here and there. I mean, with whatever trips they went on, there wasn't, there wasn't too many. And they were all, yeah. Just low budget camping type things, really like just go with the flow kind of trips, not not really anything planned. But yeah, they were core. Cool. Yeah, I did traveling with them for sure. What about so after that? Is that when you started sometimes? That, um, yeah, so that was that was a whole different thing. That, yeah, like when we were saying, yeah, the skating kind of 
started taking a dive back there at that time. So the, and I was, yeah, just the same thing, that same thing, like giving up footage, like my friends having to like give up footage and I didn't want to do that. And like filming two things at once is like hard. And like, I was never that way. I always like had things in mind, had a part, like just tricks to go, you know, with a part. And so it wasn't like scattered around, I guess, or something completely you would not, if you were an outsider, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. This is all in my head, the way that I think that I work, you know, but it's just the way that I was. So it was just a, a whole footage thing too. Again, like same, same thing, just like they're making videos and they're my friends. That's like, that's why I'm in the place I am. So why am I going to like, I mean, I, you know, have to do my job, but also, you know, it was just like that. And that's kind of how it how it ended it was just like the funds were just not there and so I was like yeah it had to be like cut pay like he didn't he was still offering me a board and to like have a board and stuff but just not paid and I'm like I was down but at the same time my friends were making happy medium boards and like it's like I might as well just just go do this and help them because they I was already helping them with graphics like doing the computer work for the boards and stuff so I knew what I was doing, so that's kind of, it just happened that way. That's and right. And then, uh, then a whole a bunch of other stuff, like a whole long story with, like, the name and just, like, I don't know, crazy, crazy whole nother story of, like, how it went from happy medium to sometimes, and then it came to that. And now it's, that's just going, it's just there, kind of existing, just, just for boards, like, to get, have a, just for us to have boards, and then, yeah, we're working on happy medium, and. I'm doing my stuff here and that's it. Just, just really what you would, I mean, yeah, the same thing I was doing fucking in eighth grade, just skating with my friends. Same, same thing. Yeah. Just, that's awesome. That's cool that you guys do the boards too. Cause it's something to be a part of and you guys can, it's, um, you hook people up, you know, it's the homies and everyone gets to be involved and create, yeah, do the yeah. videos and that's the best part. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah and the video, yeah, the video, the last video, like pretty much funded all the boards. That's how it kind of like we got going with it. Yeah. Well, that's all. Yeah, that's all Buster and uh, that's Buster doing all that pretty much. And I kind of just give my uh, my input of how the you know tech stuff and like this and that and like try to keep it going and stuff. But it's definitely it's way harder to to get going than you know like what I'm doing with supplements and stuff. It's it's crazy how hard it is to like get people to like tag on even though we had a you know we do have a big just from the happy medium videos a, a decent following because whenever i would go like travel like even in different countries no one ever knew me from the sponsors that i had it was always through happy medium videos oh, that's it. Up to me and, like oh you're from the happy medium and it's so weird like having like living that and seeing that and then thinking that there is like an audience but there is i mean we have our you know there's definitely our fans but it's like, it's weird to see that, like, try to translate into a, you know, selling things. doesn't yeah. like, yeah, of course, they're, they're buying videos and they still buy the videos, you know, so it's like that. But it's like when it comes to boards and all that, it's just a weird, it's a hard thing to, like, figure out, you know. Yeah. I and mean, you know, you probably know better than I do, I would say, about that whole to do to do a plan nowadays, like in skateboarding, you have to really, really, really want to do it. You got to be like, not only you got to be able to like want to skateboard, but you got to want to do the business side and the numbers and all the stuff. And 
Yeah. People don't want to make skating a job, you know what I mean? And I totally get that. I'm not mad at anybody who just, but I got, I feel like for me, I got a vacation because I was pro and skated and traveled. I feel like to me, I had been the dude in the back of the van just having a good time for so long. So now, now I'm kind of like, I like the number side. I like the business side. I like the growth side. I like Mm -hmm. being able to help out dudes with like boards and stuff like that. And we've done trips trips we've gone to tampa a bunch uh baltimore martha's vineyard went to california we made we're, we're working on our second video but it's like a lot of fucking work and it's funny because you were yeah. talking about work and all the stuff you have to do and it's like eventually you will have to hire someone and that the hardest part is when you do it yourself and you work really hard and you like figure it all out and you like you because you, you make mistakes you know what i mean and then you find a way that works and then it's really hard to like give that to someone else knowing they're going to make mistakes and you got to kind of help them and they're, they're going to help you. And like, so that will, I'm sure, especially with the supplements and the growth, it seems like you guys have, or you have something good. And it is like, yeah, you don't ever think about that, those kind of things, you know, when you're, yeah, like you said, sitting in the back of the van and like, what is actually like going on to like, let you be able to do that. It is like, it's, it's cool. Now that I like, yeah, whenever I hear like this and this, this or that happens between this writer and like a company, it's always like, man, if you knew kind of like, and that's why I'm like, shit, if I was ever like shitty to like whatever sponsor of this, it's like, fuck man, that's like feel bad. Cause it's like, there's, you don't know, you just don't, you're completely oblivious to like what it actually takes to like do it. Yeah. Have you to be <laughs> sitting in a plane flying across the ocean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely i didn't yeah take it for granted kind of when you're in the moment definitely but now i look back and i was like fuck man i'm like that's crazy it's and it yeah just living that way just helps it translate over there it kind of almost living like that um and being so yeah frugal and being on trips and like being a skateboarder helps so much with business because you don't never expecting anything from it, I guess, is the way that I like really, really view it. And it's also, um, like, I'm not like, yeah, I'm doing it to, yeah, have a living, but it's, I'm doing it to, because I like literally, like I enjoy everything that I'm doing. So it's more so like me being in the moment and being able to like constantly work at something and there happens to be benefits from it. So it's like, yeah, win, win, win. And, because whenever I listen to podcasts on business and stuff, it's always like, if you don't have a, if you're not working like that and you're trying to run a business to get, you know, to please people, people higher up or you're, you don't have a goal, your goal is to just make more money. Then you're just chasing nothing. You know, it's just like, you're, you're just going and like what, like when you get to like a million dollars and it's sitting in your bank account and you're looking at it, you're going to be doing the same exact thing you were. So it's like, just learn to like, learn to like what you're doing and don't expect anything from it really. Just do it and just to keep learning is really the fuck. Same with skating. Just, it's kind of a whole thing with skating too. Just learn. Just, that's what it's all about pretty much. And yeah, skating's sick because it keeps you humble. Like you can't beat it. Like whenever you think you're having the best day ever, that's when you hit your teeth or you fucking, <laughs> you just yeah. have and you're like, fuck. And then you're starting from the beginning again. And then it's like, like you were saying like in business being a skateboarder it helps in business because you're constantly experimenting you're constantly trying you're constantly 
you're doing physics or whatever, you know, like you're, it's insane. Like it's so funny cause it's just a piece of wood and wheels and it looks like you're just playing, which we are, you know, it comes from joy and fun and happiness, but you're still like creating and doing stuff. And that's, that it's powerful. And I'm hyped that it translates, translates into business. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So, and that whole concept, the whole, just creating something from nothing. I mean, it's what you're doing on a skateboard when you, and that's what you're doing with the thing, you know, like I said way earlier, I was like, if I, like, I have to be doing stuff. If I stop doing what I'm doing, then it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing. So, and yeah, I mean, it also helps too to like know that and be used to that. Just be used to like being content with not like have anxiety of what's going to like come next. Just, just do the work and whatever comes, you know, you'll probably would never talk to someone where they put in all this work and they don't get something out of it. That's like a very rare occasion, whatever you fail, but you've learned from that. So there's always like, I don't know, just that yeah. mindset is, uh, it's easy for skateboarders to understand that, but, uh, we practice yeah. failing. We practice failing on the regular yeah, exactly. every day. <laughs> You're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. You have so many, that you get the, aha, that's what it is. Or like, and even like with certain tricks, it's like I tell kids because I teach skateboard lessons nowadays and kids are like, I want to tray flip. I'm like, well, you got to try all these other tricks so you can build up the muscles to tray flip because like you can't even – you don't even have the pop yet. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. that's how much forethought you like have to start. You can't skip really. You have to start and learn all the fundamentals and then go forward and make mistakes and keep going and yeah. going. You can't really teach it. You can show people the fundamentals and then they got to take it and inter interpret it. And they have to go through the experience like you did and roll the ankle yeah. back the rail. And But some people just quit. I think that's like a lot of failures. Like they just give up. They hit a wall and they don't get over it. And then they then they make up an excuse. Like I've seen that happen a lot. Like, oh, this happened and I just let it go. Or whether it was skating or a dream or a business or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like I like what you're saying. You're like, I have to be doing this or it doesn't exist. It's like all or nothing. Kind of. Like you have to put your life into it to move it. Yeah. Sick. Well, before we go, actually, I got one more question. Um, first one is, have you be ever been in a fight? Uh, yeah. I've been in, yeah, one fight in middle school. Did you win? No. <laughs> but the thing, this is weird. No. So it was, uh, there was this dude that was just like, it wasn't a, I guess he was a bully. I don't know what he, but... He was just like shitty to so many people. And then for whatever reason, he had more of a problem with me than like any, but he was big. He was like bigger than me. And so I was supposed to be the one to like, but he, so he had his group of friends and then like we did. And I was supposed to be the one that like, you know, after school instigated the thing and then instigated the whole thing. And then my friends were going to jump in, you know? Yeah. And it just like, it took too long for that to happen. So I was just like, I didn't get like, you know, like completely my ass beat, but I, I, yeah, I definitely didn't win. <laughs> All your friends were just like, uh, let's just wait a second. Let's yeah, they stayed back. I just remember being like, being on the ground, like just sitting there. It's like my friend's fist finally like came. I just see it from over the back of my head and like, just like hits the other dude in the face and like. It's like, okay, finally, like, something happened after, like, however long, but... He's doing a good job. Just let's see what he does. <laughs> Pay for yeah. it. <laughs> all right. La all right, last question. This is... I'm adding on to that question. Do you care at all about the Olympics and skateboarding? 
I don't, it's cool. I, um, like I said, you don't, when you're, when you're growing up and you have the mentality of going to the Olympics and like doing that, you're not getting the same thing out of skateboarding as like how we got out of it, where you're creating something from nothing. So you're growing up in a skate park and you're just, I mean, you get that like, yeah, that constant learning from failure thing from trying tricks over and over, but that whole being able to like, you know, create something from nothing and develop that kind of mindset. I don't think that's, and that's what's being lost, I think, with that coming into the picture. And But I mean, the way that I skate, those people are still going to exist on that. They'll do their own thing. But also it's like, I don't know. It also might be harder for people that, you know, the higher you go, the, the, you know, the harder you fall. So like the life after that kind of skating, like might be a little harder to adjust to than being a frugal person like you or me, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like complete, whatever you want, however you want to get out of what you're trying to get out of it. I don't know, but I would, uh, I probably want to, like if I had a kid, I probably wouldn't have him like, it's just not a, like, I don't know the way of going about thing, just like having expectations. And then like, I don't know. It's great to like work towards that and like want to be in it. But like, I don't know. It puts a lot of, um, unneeded stress or something in your life, but I mean, whatever. And I feel like, I don't know. I always hear stories of gymnasts and stuff. And like, it seems like the kids don't even really, it's usually always like, an older person or a coach that's just like forcing them into this shit and it's like god you know that skateboarding that's for sure of course yes it's already happening what am i talking about there's like parents doing that already as we speak (laughs) yeah Yeah. funny like um as skateboarding sinks into the culture and like becomes rooted in the culture like everyone can be a part of it kind of like baseball basketball whoever wants to like do it you can do it it's in the school systems it's like it's like normal, you know what I mean? So like skateboarding does that with the Olympics and everyone being, which I'm not mad at because like when we were younger, when I was younger, I was like, I always was like, I wish skateboarding was on TV all the time. I wish everyone skateboarded. I would meet people and I would just tell them about skateboarding because I'm like, you don't even know this, you know? And they're like, I'm like, dude. And then, so now that's kind of what we got. We just got like a bunch of people. But now the thing that happens with that is, like, if everyone's invited to the party, then you're going to get, like, the nerd, you're going to have the jock, you're going to have all these people with different ideas of what that thing is, whether it's art or whatever, or skating, yeah. sport. Or- it's harder to, harder to sort through all the, uh, the different um, types of skateboarders now. It's harder to find who you really align with in your, you know, your way of life and stuff. Now it's just, there's so many people, and it's like, yeah, the the reason you're skateboarding is completely different than the reason I'm skateboarding, you know, so yeah. it's kind of, that's how I, and like I said, yeah, the, like, skateboarding has definitely made me who I am, and I can't really think of, um, it's just hard to, uh, like, I have friends that went to school for, like, baseball and all this, and it's, like, they're completely different than me, and, like, with how they're trying to, like, adjust to life and, like, figure out what they want. Yeah, if you're trying to get in the Olympics, that's the way that you're going to be. And you're not going to get that, yeah, that mindset of, like, being able to help yourself or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, you're if you're going to go that route, like, if you're going to go, like, professional sports in the Olympics, 
it, to me, the problem is that there's too many fucking rules. There's too many people in charge of the thing. Oh, yeah. It's yours. Like, it's your personal thing. You enjoy playing basketball. Like, that's your dream. Like, then you come across, like, schooling, and they're like, if you're not good at school, guess what? You can't make the fucking team. And you're like, oh, dude, I still love basketball. Like, what the fuck? And they just, like, steal this thing from you. You can't be a pro basketball player. You're not good enough. And, like, there's too much shit. There's too many hands in the fucking cookie jar because everyone's trying to make a profit or have some agenda or whatever. So and you're just kind of doing it for the, I mean, the wrong reason. I mean, the, and you're, you're doing it to get somewhere and not just to be present with it. You know? Yeah. That's what I feel like. If you're trying to get to the Olympics, you're trying to, there's an end goal and there's not an end goal in skating. Like that's just not a thing. 100%. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, but whatever that's me that's my view maybe they are like that i don't know i don't really talk to anyone that would be in the olympics I don't know. one thing this is funny because i have a cousin my cousin plays for the tigers nice you were talking we were talking about beer earlier and drinking and this is one thing i mean that not many people have so he's always on he's always on tv and when i was drinking a lot going to bars and stuff that was my like that was my way of like pumping the brakes because i would see him on tv you're like what the fuck are you doing sitting in a bar like looking at your cousin on tv <laughs> hitting fucking home runs and shit <laughs> so i had that was like a good i i used that you know i used that like like fuck man you gotta like can't, can't this is, it was just like a, a motivation thing that was my for me not many people have that kind of thing to like so he's a professional like, baseball player yeah he plays second base for the tigers detroit to ian kinsler Wow. Yeah. So that was funny. I, I I never, like, really, like, explained. That was just something I, like, have held in my head. Because I would, yeah, I would go drink. There's always a TV with sports on at any bar you go to, you know? Yeah. And I'd see him like, dude, you can't be, like, slow down, man. Look, 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 dude. You have this cousin on TV. Like, <laughs> chill out on the beer. Go skate more. Like, do something else, man. Sick. Uh, Jeff just pulled up his, uh, like, profile picture. Good, strong jaw. He's got a good, strong jaw. Yeah, yeah. Good ball player. How's his stats? <laughs> yeah, he's good. I think, I don't know if he made it to the All-Stars this year. He was, he was one year. He's definitely, he's definitely good. I mean, really good. a professional baseball player. I mean, yeah. there's only so many people that get on that. I think he kind of lays low. Though. I don't think he really tries to... Uh, market himself to, uh, you know, be too well-known. Yeah. Just like the underdog, I guess you'd, you'd say, or something like that. But. Yeah, the dudes that go for the full jabroni, the guys that fully are like, I'm going to be that dude. and they fucking, yeah. they, He's hit 24 home runs this season, dude. He's fucking not low-key. 24? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just good. He's just good. I like the bat toss. Yeah, he's like, yep. Damn, that's sick. I used to... I, Hit a home run once in Little League. It was so rewarding. It felt awesome. I robbed a few home runs in, when I played Little League, but I never, I never hit any home runs. Cause I, whenever we'd play play like a good team, they'd always put me in the outfield and like I I robbed a few home runs before. <laughs> I could see that because you're super floppy. Like I was watching your video parts and you look like you got you're very flexible. So you probably flopped right over that fence and grabbed yeah. it, smash into it. Yeah, I remember all that shit. But. I think. Robbing a home run would feel better than hitting one, though, because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's why. That's why it's like 
I probably would feel the same way now that you say that, but I never hit a home run. I mean, I hit in the park home runs, but like, that's not the same as hitting, not even close. Your cousin's not doing that shit, bro. <laughs> happening. Oh, he's got a trading card? Damn, he's crushing it. They're making memes of him and shit. That's, that's funny. Another thing that I learned as well, which is probably not like um, a good way of going about being a presenting myself as a pro skateboarder, is when he first started playing. Like, we would see him at family gatherings and stuff, and he would not, like, I don't even have a signature from him, and he doesn't, because you don't want to be signing all these things, like, because then that just devalues, then there's so many signatures out there. And I, w I felt the same way with my footage. I, I learned that when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's like, you don't think of it, you want to be nice and, like, give, give, give to your fans, but, like... I, the best thing to offer like your fans is like your 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 point of view that's like teaching people stuff and you know obviously they want to see you skate but like this is a better connection of thought of thoughts and like how you what you've got from skateboarding and your your uh your viewpoint of it rather than like them constantly needing to see footage like all the time so i when i heard that this was i don't even know what year he he started on the rangers texas rangers and I heard that there was just no, he just like wouldn't sign anything, like for any family members or anything. And it was because of that reason. It, you just, you're devaluing yourself when you're just constantly like putting your shit out there. And so I kind of, I, and like I said, it's probably not the best way of going about like staying relevant on a skateboard, but it is cool. I mean, I, it's, there's so many pros that I feel like. Even, maybe they not they might not have that in mind, but it's happening. And then when you see something, it's like, fuck, dude, that's like, I love them way more now. They're not just like, yeah, I don't know. There's something, there is definitely something to that. Well, the way I let's go about this, and he kind of dodged the question, but uh, I was like, do you ever feel like your skating's become commercialized because you've done so many contests? It's almost like you're doing the same tricks over and over, giving it away, giving it away to this like massive thing that it becomes like that dude becomes the 270 nose blunt dude you're like you know so it's like i asked him that i can't remember what he said i have to go back and listen we might have to pull that up another time and like he kind of questioned but um i wasn't trying to insult him i was just like that's something i noticed like even with p-rod and the other dudes like there are certain tricks you're just like they've done it so much and you see it so much in these platforms that it like yeah. you're desensitized it doesn't it's not worth anything you know like yeah I don't know. It's strange. It's kind of an example of what you're saying, I think. <laughs> yeah, in, in a, yeah, in a sense, definitely. It's crazy nowadays because there's the Instagram, everyone's the video. Yeah, that's what I mean, like, constantly, like, just explo not exploiting yourself, but just, like, feeding, feeding, and then all of a sudden, like, what, well, you want to break, then people are just like, well, what the fuck happened, you know? Yeah. If you kind of, like, pace yourself and, like, go at a happy pace of what you're, like, content with, then... Like, yeah, I don't know. It's no. not really skateboarding for other people. You're doing it for yourself. So, like... You should go at your own vibrations, your own pace. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it kind of got extreme when I heard that, like, yeah, don't don't devalue your signature. So, I'm not allowed. But I've always... But, yeah, before that, I had already filmed so many parts, and I wasn't... Those things, the social media wasn't around, so I didn't have to, like, be doing that. But now... So, it's it's been hard for me to, like, understand that, like... Why, like, why, why, why do people constantly need and need and need and like this all this input? It's like I don't know. It's just a weird um something I haven't really like understood, kind of. So 
partake in it really. I mean, I have social media, but I'm, I'm definitely not. I mean, for my business, I have to keep up with it, but then doing it for me, like that is a, that's a crazy thing that you would never think about, like how hard it is to keep up with that shit. Yeah. People get paid just to do it. It's a full time exactly. job. Yeah, it is. Definitely. It's crazy with the social media and everything. It's crazy that you can just put out anything. Anyone can put out anything now. But the cool part is that there's so many different forms of media now. There's like, so like, like there's podcasts now. So people like Tim O'Connor or people that like to talk and have personality can have like a talk show. And there's like YouTube channels where like, you don't even have to like put out video parts. You could just like review stuff or have a funny show and skating. There's like so many different ways to be involved with skating that has nothing to do it has more to do with the way someone thinks, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. One second, okay? There's like a weird noise. What the fuck is that? Did you get your phone on you? Yeah. It's not good. Young Hefe, no? I got nothing. Weird. I'm getting texts and shit. No, I didn't get nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Our first dispute. This is the first episode he sat in on. <laughs> oh, nice. He's fired. He's fucking fired, John. Fuck. But it's nice, nice. to have someone like Jeff who helps me because he takes notes. He's like, he can Google stuff and search. Like, you pull up your brother, which is uh-huh. her cousin, I'm sorry. Um, you should pull up yeah. the too. His brother wrote, is a professional BMXer, which is pretty epic. But I figured he could pull up stats and, like, help us be online while we're still communicating as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I always like the, uh, yeah, whenever I listen to a podcast and then, uh, like, you'll hear something at some point, but you'll be driving, like, don't take notes. And then whenever they take notes and, like, timestamp it, like, later on and explain, like, we were talking about this at this period of time or like this book, this book popped up at this point in time and like title it. I like that kind of yeah that organization of it. Chapter to go to. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to, uh, cause I always wondered how it worked, but I guess that's Jeff's job to, uh, keep notes with that. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to go back and keep listening to yourself and do it yourself. Find it. Yeah. Exactly. Do it as it happens. Have him do it as it happens. Yeah. That's a good, what? it's a good What's idea. That? Your brother's name's Joe? Joey. Joey Mata, yeah. Joey Mata. Joey Mata. I kept putting in Josh Mata. Josh Mata. Joey Mata. I was almost, uh, my name was almost Josh. My dad wanted to name me Josh. It's funny, my last name used to be Gamash, and my dad wanted to name me Josh Gamash. (laughs) (laughs) My mom stepped in and was like, no, we're going Anthony. Yeah, you lived here, didn't didn't you live in Tucson or something? I, I remember you... Like when we were in Portugal, you lived in Tucson, right? I lived no? in Phoenix. Oh, you lived in Phoenix. Do you remember like where? Like Sweetwater Hill. It was by this huge church. Um, oh, that's like where Jaws lives. He lives like right on Sweetwater. <laughs> no yeah, way. Aaron lives like, yeah, that big church. He literally like his parent, like he lives right behind that big church, like on Cave Creek in Sweetwater. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Weird. Yeah, he lives in that neighborhood. So, like, before I was even skated, I lived in Arizona. I was, like, eight years old, and I have photos of me at that church with, like, my BMX bike and my sister, my brother. We got, like, dapper clothes on. We look ridiculous. That's so fun. <laughs> uh, that's cool, yeah. I love that. That place was awesome. I used to bomb down a hill on the bike, and this one time, I fucking swerved off the side of the road, and I hit a tree, and my, my like, whole ball bag went right into the, <laughs> the, the neck of the bike, like, the the thing and it just oh and i threw up got heat exhaustion my friend <laughs> me home it was embarrassing oh damn okay joey mata is overheated in arizona whoa you're yeah, bro- yeah. 
Which one is that? Yeah, that's kind of an older one. The funnest shit on bikes looks like the wall rides, man. They can fucking wall ride. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they, the cool thing about bikes is that they don't even need pavement half the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Uh, there's a th- You can't, like... Even though you can do that, you're not supposed to. There's, like, a, you know, like, a unwritten rule where you can't, like... Not supposed to land in grass or, like... Wow. I don't really? I don't, like... F- I follow biking, but I don't get into, like, the politics. Just because, like I said, I started... Like, my first videos of, like, local things and spots was from bike videos. So I have, I, I like, like to watch bike videos for the, so it kind of, um, it was my first memories of, like, that kind of, like, way of life. So I, I always watch bike videos. They skate awesome spots, too. You definitely can find, like, legit skate spots. Oh, that spot you skated, actually. Your brother just did a wall ride. It was a ditch. You launch out to a wall. That spot. I remember seeing you skate that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Is it does does your brother get fucked up? Because biking seems like it's like there's no room for error. You either land or you get broke. Yeah, um, I mean they do. They've done it long enough that the bailing has become like yeah. Sometimes you'll get tangled up, but they know how to like get away from it. Like for the most part, yeah. It's not like you would think. Like usually, if they stick something, like rarely do they like get like super fucked up from that. It's I don't know. It does happen, yeah. But it's usually, yeah, like ditching or getting, yeah, you get tangled up in your bike. But I don't think, I don't know. It doesn't happen too much, I don't think. Pretty good at, like, avoiding it. It seems like it's like skating. Like, once you get good enough, you start to know how to bail safely. Yeah, exactly. Weird shit happens still. Yeah. Word. Well, John, I think I took up a lot of your time, man. Um, Before we go... If people want to check out, um, it's Raw Superfood, right? R-A-W-R Superfoods. Yep. The, the URL is R-A-W-R and then life.com. RawLife.com. And, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's good enough. That's what you're working on. That's what you, you're you putting. Yep. It's awesome. Um, yeah, John, thank you. It's nice to catch up, man. I know in Portugal we hung out, but it was like... We were younger and we were just skating and there was a lot of people on the trip and I think we had a lot of wine too. Was that remember we had wine? Yeah, that trip was a. I was actually um, coming off of like trying to get off medication at that time, so I was like way like because I was going off by myself everywhere. Yeah, if you remember that, there was those nights I wished fucking I would have stayed on the beach and like drank wine with everyone, you know, because I was like fucking wandering around at that time. What was the medication? I, I had went through like a crazy mental thing and I got put on medication and that's the kind of the time that I was like weaning off like medications because I couldn't like live on them. And that's the, another reason why we started the product like that we have. So I started taking, like I said, my mom had the product, started taking that, it was helping me so much. So I was like, there's definitely other people out there like me that are like, that aren't taking care of themselves. So that was like another huge reason we didn't kind of like, I still, cause I always hear, I'm always hearing stories of like people that I know growing up and their younger brothers are like anyone all the time, just similar stories of what I went through. And it's like, I need, you know, it's just something I like need to be doing all those years of like, it's like my service, you know, kind of like it's my way of helping, you know, whoever like comes to me with, cause yeah, I get, questions all the time and like we kind of have our story on the website and i'll get people asking me you know so emails that's another thing that's like 
crazy, always, always doing emails, but yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my, my time. And yeah, at that time when we were on the trip, I was like, not, um, good at like socializing or like, but it, it was definitely, it was definitely fun. We got to like, dude, I'm like way down to do that again. <laughs> we could figure that out somehow. Oh, we will. But we'll figure it out, and if you, if you figure it out first, you invite me, and vice versa. Whoever figures yeah. it out first, and then we're on our way. Yeah, hi, Chris. Yeah, Chris is the man. He came on the Dude, show. Set it up. Yeah, I will talk to him, because uh, I have to go show him how to start a podcast, because Chris Naracco should have a fucking podcast. Oh, you pulled it up? So it's rawlife.com, R-A-W-R life.com, and damn, is it the front page? Yeah. It looks awesome. I love the backdrop. Damn, who does all the artwork for it? That's all me. Like, really? Whoa, that's so sick, dude. Sorry, I don't mean to say really. Like, really? What the fuck? <laughs> I knew you took art classes, bro. <laughs> yeah. Now Not- those characters, the characters I had, you know, been drawing before that, and uh, my the flamingo. My mom, like, really liked the flamingo. Yeah. And she was like, you, that's what you need to put on the product when you start it. And then so I... I didn't, it didn't, it didn't make sense, so I then drew that dinosaur, the first dinosaur, and like, because, I don't know. But now it's like, yeah, I thought it would help kids, but you can't, like, it's hard to, like, get that sort of thing to kids, you know, to help, like, start them young, you know? Yeah. That's kind of was my initial thing, but now it's, you don't even, I don't do anything, I feel like, when I started, I thought I'd be always, like, researching, you know, like, this product or that product or, like, what what certain ingredients are good for this and that it's not i don't do any of that it's like literally all just like marketing things and like keeping up with just like the uh orders and just shit like that it's just like the mindset of going into something and what it actually becomes is just so much different than you would ever like i was i was just saying that today today. (laughs) i was just being like dude you think it's gonna be one thing and then it's just all emails and paper yeah, exactly. I know I watched the invoices. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, dude!" Cause I'm trying to help him out and learn, but yeah, but yeah. it's worth doing because I know that's oh, like definitely. Yeah, the reason why I don't mind the paper paperwork and emails is because I know that results in more skateboard trips, more like cool stuff for like the dudes that ride for the team. And I'm like, ah, I'll just I'll handle this. <laughs> but it's not the funnest all the time. <laughs> well, that's right, dude. Everything looks sick on your site, and we'll put. This is in the show notes, so when people listen to that, oh, yeah. if they're listening on iTunes, they can just tap the cover art and the link right there. They can explore the whole website. Is that him and his brother? <laughs> Looks like it, yeah. There's a photo, I think, of you and your brother in front of a waterfall. Yeah. Where's that? Yeah, that's down in the Grand Canyon. Oh, it looks so sick. And then a little farther down, I think it's on the same page. I don't know. Dressed up in a dinosaur. Hit play, hit play. <laughs> Turn the volume. Oh, yeah. That's the mascot. I made a costume and skate around in it. Dude, you're awesome. <laughs> oh, that power slide. Oh, yes, man. that is so sick looking. <laughs> you did a really good costume. It looks just like the logo. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, I just, I finished that, like, right before it started getting hot. And so I haven't, like, I've just been, you know, I put that there as, like, best out footage, you know, kind of just to, like, get, because I, I want to, like, actually film shit, like, have people... You know, people that I hook product up, product up with, you know, to get in it and like film an actual like, like on a VX or something, yeah, like a cool video part. But I'm not gonna have people get into that in the summertime because it, it's so fucking hot in that thing. So yeah, kind of 
hopefully here in like a few months I'll, I'll like actually put that thing to like good use <laughs> so just like so but yeah it's fun to people like it yeah that was the yeah. sickest front back wall ride i ever seen a dinosaur do in my life for sure yeah shows the order and shit too oh that's nice like damn dude well john thank you so much man <laughs> yeah thanks for having me man i'd like to thank the sponsors of this show world industries you can check out the flamboy lives collection at worldindustries.com the edge indoor skate park don't forget that the new england am third annual new england am is coming up november 5th and 6th at the edge indoor skate park and i'd also like to thank all i need skateboarding and thank you to all you guys out there that listen and comment and share and give me feedback till next time